All right. Fade out. Coming up on Verse Course Verse. To fade in. (laughs) Coming up on Verse Course Verse. Last year, we had one, count them, one 10 out of 10 albums. Uh, This year, we have 1994 on our side. So will this be the first of many? Find out next. How's that for a teaser? Welcome to Verse Chorus, Verse, episode 167, I think. I am DL. With me is Rachel, Pretty Penny Polio. Rachel, how are you? Uh, good, good. Super excited to talk about Stone Temple Pilots on a Friday night with my two best friends. That anybody ever had. Also yes. here is evil interstate love song lover, mm. Jimmy. Yeah. Evil, how you doing? I'm so good. My eyes are pretty. Which song are you currently listening they to? They're so pretty. <laughs> They're so I don't blue. have any. Nothing's Rachel, playing right now. Well, we're going to have a hard time getting Rachel to do well in this episode because she is just constantly lost in evil's eyes. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> oh. We are continuing. Uh, our Stone Temple Pilots coverage, and boy, are we excited. I yeah. am live. I'm not live. I am here from Orlando, Florida, <laughs> the the center of whatever. What are the, the tourist capital of? I don't know. What is Orlando? SeaWorld? Disney World? You're just naming things that are in Orlando. Yeah. Uh, Oranges? Old people. Oranges, old alligators. people, young people, alligators, all of the above. Methamphet, yes. Um, I'm in Orlando, as you can see. Orla- yeah. We're making it work. Can I can see, see it. SeaWorld. <laughs> you can't see right SeaWorld? <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah, hey, SeaWorld, why don't you fucking gussy up your skyline here? It's bullshit. Um, we're continuing <laughs> our Stone Temple Pilots coverage. And we're, after this... We're done. No. Are you, Rachel, are you sad? We're not done. Uh, I am because it was nice to finish all of Stone Temple Pilots discography and then get to continue into Stone Temple Pilots for another week in studying. That's so kind of what we do, right? Sad. Yeah. Except when we did the strokes, you guys were fucking sick of it. And now I feel like you guys probably like Stone Temple Pilots better. I fucking love Stone Temple Pilots. I was not aware of this. I wasn't aware that you were a big STP fan. Yeah. They don't seem like we'll a Rachel band. I'm surprised by this, but we will get into that. It's a good band. Evil, uh, we know from the last episode that not only are you a fan, this was at I'm one a, point, a, at many points, like favorite band of all time. Yes, that's true. I was trying to make a hair club for men joke. I'm, I'm not just a... Yeah. fan i'm a member but i'm mm-hmm. not a member of stone temple pilots we're trying to do yeah. a favor glossing over some of these jokes evil <laughs> why stop <laughs> you don't need to point them out <laughs> it's actually become a really fun thing in the episodes is evil pointing out his jokes that don't land <laughs> that don't land like oh. if you explain them they're funny yeah i don't mm. that's true <clears throat> probably not it's funnier to me. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, what did you take before this? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I'm high on life. It's Friday. We're ready to party. 
I have a question for you, Evil. Yes. Before studying for this, had you always known? Mm, is that a spoiler? It's not a spoiler because we all, I think we all already know. Before studying for this, did you think that Purple was your favorite Stone Temple Pilots album? Oh, cool. Like yeah. this time last year. Yeah. 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 And nothing's yeah. changed. <laughs> no. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> your, your love your love hath grown i love this album it's a good do i album. love it more i don't know but i still love it hmm. i don't love it less rachel now that your stone temple pilots listening has become close to evil i don't know how so growing up how much did you listen to stone temple pilots i mean they had a lot of radio play and MTV but like how many play. of their albums did you own I didn't own a lot of albums growing up. I probably owned like 10 or 15 albums, some total. So I did not own a Stone Temple Pilots album. And this is your, is this your favorite one? Oh, 100%. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Uh, yeah. How close is Tiny Music for you? Because we know you really liked Tiny Music. Tiny, both Tiny Music and Core are both very close to this one. Very close. Interesting. I guess we'll have to talk yeah. about that. Um, yeah. We're going to talk about Purple tonight. When I first listened to this, going into this season, this was the first thing that I turned on probably like three months ago. It's like, yeah, I get to start listening, studying for next season. Um, and I think my first reaction the first time I listened was, this might be the most no doubt 10 out of 10 top three no doubt 10 out of 10 we've ever done um now i have thoughts i have a hot take that we'll talk uh -oh. about later but before we do that we got to talk about the most important part of the night what are we drinking i'm gonna start because i'm boring because i'm in a hotel yes but don't worry everybody it is purple it is a barefoot Ooh. Pinot Grige. <laughs> what? Calm down. Is that what Florida has to offer? <laughs> I mean, there was four loco, but I was gonna say, where's the four loco? Uh, that's that's once a year, everybody. I can't do that twice. What? And there was that's a fair. purple four loco, so I was like, man, good. So good. It's crisp and refreshing, according to the bag or box or whatever the, the fuck that is. <laughs> the bag. Any wine that comes in a bag or box. I got, a, I got box. a sack of wine. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rachel, what are you drinking? I'm not. I'm not drinking uh, because I made pudding in a Jack Daniels cup. I used some of my Trader Joe's eggnog liqueur. I sent you a picture. I know. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is what I made. Uh, it's one cup of uh, Trader Joe's eggnog liqueur and a packet of uh, Jello pudding and a cup of regular milk mixed together. I'm just going to eat this. You... I haven't eaten a lot today. Wait, I thought for jello. Oh no, it's pudding. Never mind. For some reason, yeah. I was thinking jello. I was like, did you boil the fucking eggnog? Like, what did you do? Um, no, this one's just one of the instant ones. So it's just like cold milk on cold milk, and then just pop it in the fridge, call it a day. 
<laughs> All right, Mr. You Wizard. Know, only That's only, real fucking strong though, I'm not gonna lie. Only Rachel Polio would Ooh. think, you know what's a good idea is live on video. I should eat a bunch of fucking pudding. Dairy jello shots. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. Oh my god. It's just a little That's kind of like cheese. When uh, I'm waiting till we get to the point in verse course verse where yeah. she's like eating fucking king crab and just like cracking fucking <laughs> crab claws and like. <laughs> oh my god! If you paid us, we could afford crab claws, and I would Good do that. Lord, it's amazing. Uh, Jimmy, e- what are you drinking? Evil. <laughs> I know what you're drinking, but I want you to show us. Oh, uh, mm, what do you want me to show you? There it is. I just, I just fucking told you, man. It's so pretty. Oh my is god! Is there hypnotic in there? <laughs> no, it's <laughs> it's like glittery. How do you know what hypnotic is? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, it's an aviation, but I made it with Empress Gin, the purple gin. Oh, have you tried it with Sprite? <laughs> well. Not yet. For all you listeners and watchers, eggnog pudding. you can go to our YouTube because three days ago we all made an aviation. <laughs> it was very special. Oh my god, it's gonna be one of those. I, uh, I put together the holiday one. It's it's not as good as the aviation. So about well, three days ago, we came out with a YouTube where we all made the aviation. This the drink that Evil's got right now, and yeah. all of our versions are good. Rachel's is best. Uh, we had yes. Carrie Kirkland join us to guest for that too. So thank Yay. you, Carrie. And uh, yeah, that was fun. She made it well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, well, I mean, Evil made it well too. She made it to the letter of the law. Yeah, fifteen shakes, fresh lemons. Mm-hmm. It's just, that does look really good. It? Oh man, <laughs> that's good. That's really good. Are you a good mixologist? I am denied. Use that codex. Uh, we got a lot to get to and we can't dilly dally because we're on video and 60 minutes is 60 minutes on the next 60 minutes we gotta talk uh, we gotta talk a huge album we'll take a break we'll be right purple we are back we could have been millionaires hey Let's talk 1994's Purple by Stone Temple Pilots, okay? okay? Let's do it. Let's do it. Before we start, we got to do the friendship test. Rachel, what are Evil and I's favorite song on Purple? Interstate Love Song. Are you sure? 100%. It is is the most perfect rock song that was ever written. Am I right? (laughs) Top five, I would say, uh, and did say in the last episode. Along with Evil. So I'll go to Evil. Evil, best song on this album, according to Rachel and I. Uh, I don't think it's fair to pick Interstate Love Song <clears throat> because, I mean, it so is. So do we do best song that's not Interstate Love Song? Yeah. Let's start over. Or, and do or that. It, oh. it, it's just in case somebody didn't pick Interstate Love Song, you can't pick Interstate Love Song. How yeah. about that? Back okay. To Rachel, start so, over. yeah, well, start now I have over. To rethink yeah, things. I know. Let's not start with me though, because that's go. what I pick. Not to think. Right. I'm gonna go. 
You know, I'm reversing this. I, my instinct is to go big empty for Rachel, Vaseline for evil, but I'm actually switching them. I'm going Vaseline for Rachel. I'm going big empty Whoa. for evil. And I think we'll talk about a couple of the reasons why I think those are good picks. Um, evil, what about you? Uh, I'm going to pick for Rachel still remains because of the lyrics. And I know she likes words. I do like yeah. words. I should have gone still remains for another specific re- damn it that's a good pick you're too late yeah. uh yep, and you're you're more difficult to pick um it could be one of so many different songs um it'd be one of like 11 and no yeah, 12 11.5 this number mm-hmm. um <laughs> ele- yeah but you can't pick it or say love song i know oh good point yeah all right uh <laughs> fuck i'm gonna say I think that you mentioned army ants by mistake in the last episode. So I'm going to pick it. I might've. Yeah. I'm cheating. Smart pick. Yep. It's a smart pick. <laughs> All right, Rach, you're out of time. Now I feel like it's stupid if I pick army ants <laughs> I was going to go with that because I was like, I don't want to pick any of the singles now. Now it makes me feel like, uh, I'm going to agree. I'm going to say, Nope, I'm going to change it to Pretty Penny. That was her why. name. Wow. She's loved. We will all miss her. Um, <laughs> yeah. Those are our picks, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into Stone Temple Pilots. Purple, 1994. Stats, hit it. Yeah, it was 1994. <laughs> um, released on Atlantic, uh, the 7th of June, 1994. Uh, Atlantic also has so many Hootie and the Go- right out the gate. Hootie and the Blowfish, uh, Collective Soul, Tori Amos at the time, so it had some pretty big hitters. Ooh. Um, this album was recorded in, does anyone know how long of a period of time? Days. Two days. Two weeks was what I It had. was recorded and mixed in three and a half mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah. Uh, they were on their core tour. They took a month off, and then they got right back in the studio, yep. recorded this motherfucker, and then printed it so fast. Um, it sold three million albums in four months. It sold six million <laughs> did okay. over time. Yeah, it did okay. It debuted at number one on the Billboard Top 200, uh, produced, which we've already talked about, Vaseline, Big Empty, which hit number one. Um, also... Or sorry, Big Empty, Vaseline and Interstate Love Song hit number one. Big Empty was also a single that came off of that. Um, this album starts off there showing, them showing that they can evolve. Um, they experimented usually... so much. What? They did No, that's just usually second albums is when you're going to do it. Um, right. Evil. They had a, you are go go. They had a <laughs> they had a pretty they had a really solid sound with core mm-hmm. and they were so good yes. and they got so famous right off that to put out a second album and do as much experimentation as they did and to do it in that three and a half weeks is just insanity and to have a hit it's weird number mm-hmm. one and to continue to do well it's not like people just bought it because the name because people did buy it just because of the name but also they kept buying it because it was amazing yep. and because they did so much with it they showed that grunge was not 
the only sound that they had. They added rock. They yeah. added um, so many other different elements. Anyway, go on. Evil. Evil, uh, question for you. You're a man of a certain age. Yep. I am. Um, <laughs> it, at what point in your life was The Crow your favorite movie? I, mm, <laughs> I really like. I don't know if it was my favorite. I liked it. I, I, what? You're a male, and at one point, The Crow was not your favorite movie? I don't know if it was my favorite. That I doesn't really make sense. It. I remember going, so one of my best friends of all time, he and I have the same birthday. Gotta get permission, or I'm gonna have to bleep his last name. <laughs> he, he and I, we have the same birthday. Uh, we're like twins from different mothers, is what we used to always call each other. And twins. And twins. We went to see The Crow. He was He's also an STP fan. He likes good music. Um, and we went and saw it like probably the weekend that it came out and we're big fans, big fans of it. Uh, I don't know if it's my favorite, but I really dug it. Good soundtrack. It's weird that, uh, we covered the crow last year. Yeah, we did. It's violent as fuck, dude. (laughs) Dude, I know. It really is. Uh, Rachel, (laughs) we covered the crow last year. Yes, we did. Interesting story about Big Empty was not the original song that was supposed to be on The Crow. That is right. I forgot about that. Yeah, it was supposed to be a different song that was all about murder. And then Brandon Lee died and they were like, oh, can't do that. Let's just change it to Big Empty. And Evil, I'm going to ask you, except you haven't had time to think about this. So it's it's probably going to sound ludicrous. But to me. One of the awards in the soundtrack thing was the song that least fits the soundtrack. My pick was Big Empty. Really? I did not think that it fit The Crow. Um, hmm. Did you like the play? Do you remember? I'm not even at. Do you remember the movie pretty well? Oh, no. Not as. No, I haven't seen it in years. Um, Wasn't it just so, like they were driving and it was playing it was in, the in the it, it was in the henchman's co- the 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 bad yeah. guys were yeah. listening to it while they were driving yeah. for like three seconds mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I just didn't think it fit but mm. yes yeah. and well, it didn't my fit god it wasn't supposed to fit that soundtrack though holy hell else. yep yes yeah. good point um, purple everybody what I think that we need to do but open to suggestion is uh go song by song all right yeah are we cool with that yeah yeah do we all want to do that um do we have time (laughs) do we have time so uh, there's there there are all the questions that we're just gonna skip this time because a i don't really have i have like half notes on my phone here but i'm not trying to do this the whole time because i my setup is fucked because you know so let's start with one of my favorite opening tracks uh ever meat plow five star four star three star that goes hard (laughs) it does like to start out with that quite hard uh yes that metal feel that guitar solo at the front of it it is a great way to open up this album Mm -hmm. I thought it was fantastic. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. It is. It. What I love is the, so I, I have one little odd thing in every single song that I picked out that I love and meat plow. The one thing that always stuck out to me is the, you know, they have these pictures of everything to break us down. Yeah. To break us down. 
the guitar, when he starts the, to break us down, instead of just playing an F, and this is, Dalio does it amazing all the time as a Stone Temple Pilots guitar player, is he he doesn't just play an F, he plays like an F sus. Mm-hmm. It, he's a, he's like a jazz guitarist at heart. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it adds something so different, especially the last To Break Us Down where Scott uh, harmonizes with himself. It's fucking amazing the guitar in meat plow is uh, unreal i think for me like the just the guitar tone it sets the stage for it cuz like, like my problem with core is the sound it's sonically okay. like i loved it but it's very it sounds dated to me uh and it's very same, same, samey throughout the whole album, that guitar tone. Sure. <clears throat> Sonically, they do the, like way more variation, especially with the guitar on this album. And and yeah. like just coming out of the gate with that tone on Meat Plow, it was, was like, I'm fucking sold. I'd already heard, yeah. you know, at least a couple of the singles by the time I listened to the whole album. So, you know, and the, they're, they don't suck. Um, so I was already on board, but it, it's a great opener. It's a great opening track. It also kind of, at least the lyrical content really flew in the face of what was happening at that point. And I think it was, it had a real impact on the, the change that happened around 94 in music because this wasn't, it wasn't a sex type thing. It was right. The lyrics are, you know, I've got a lover and she shows me how to understand. I've got a brother. He shows me how to make a mint. Like it was this real positive mm-hmm. uplifting vibe that just wasn't like coming fresh out of heroin chic and Cobain <laughs> had died like two months ago. Yeah. Right. And yeah. right. And they're getting a little bit hippie on it. No bet. No bet. Mm-hmm. I like it. What are two? That's meat. What is a meat, meat plow? plow. <laughs> it's a plow for meat, you idiot. <laughs> Vaseline. Do you guys like Vaseline? <sighs> a little bit. A little bit. No. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Okay, again, coming Jesus. in with that do 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 that it is. As my friend Eva would say, it's so earwormy. Mm-hmm. It is so catchy. And the lyrics, we'll get into that at another point in this, um, are a, so, they put such an image in your head. They're so good. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. so bizarre, mm-hmm. but they're so good. Yeah. I, I have a hard time separating the the. Like when I hear this song or even like think of it in my head, I have a hard time separating it from the music video. Um, yeah. And there were, there were like <laughs> a couple of versions of the music video, which always fucked with me because I probably saw that, I don't know, dozens of times. Uh, so when it would be a different version, it, it was just bizarre. Uh, but fucking A, man, it goes hard. This song goes so hard. The, it, it's I I I t- go ahead. No, you. I, I'm just gonna like. I touched on it in the last episode. There's no dynamics Mm-mm. in it. It doesn't. It never ends. It never begins. It fades in 
playing the song. It fades out playing this. Like you can imagine that they never stopped playing it. And yep. you just came into a room. You heard this trudging along all. It never stops that beat the whole fucking song. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, Rachel was saying that. It's and you're you get hypnotized. Yeah. It's, it's under it three does, minutes, too. It's a pop song, man. It does have a key change. Or not a key change, a uh, time signature change. Yeah, but it doesn't. So it does it, break it up the, a tiny the, bit for a second. It does a key change, like but that da na 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 that doesn't stop. Mm-mm. That does it the whole right. Does it the whole fucking way? I'm saying way. it breaks that up. the The time signature change breaks that up. So I it think is. that you could just go like this for three straight minutes, <laughs> sure, to Vaseline and never stop. Sure. Yeah. Okay. It's I I am so it's funny when a song that you've heard eight billion times because it's played on the radio, because yeah. you listen to it and stuff, that when you actually study it, you just notice like it's just there's something so brilliant at play mm. that I yeah. never, never paid attention to at all. For such a simple song on the surface, it is incredibly complex. When you actually start yeah. like, taking apart, yeah. taking it apart, like the hand percussion, the the like acoustic guitar and spots, the the drums are fucking like subtly genius, fantastic. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah, it's a pretty. It's good a perfect song. song. It's a perfect song. Oh, oh me, oh my. Mm-hmm. Um, lounge fly, which. I'll 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 start so, to give it to Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so in reading uh, Modern Drummer, that's a magazine. There was an article in Modern Drummer uh, that was an interview with Eric, and he had said for Loungefly, um, they had worked out this thing in their head where he would open tuning the 12 string guitar and then run it backwards. And then, so the decay happens before the note. And so mm-hmm. they ran that through a loop and it came with the metal. Me, uh, you can do it. The Tom thing on the drums. <laughs> I can't and put it through a loop and it developed the sound for the beginning of that, of the oh. song. Okay. So it's- that like, when I was talking before about the experimentation on this album, yeah. it's in reading that kind of stuff and in interviews with the band where I'm just like, there is, we can listen to this a thousand times, but there's so much mm-hmm. more going on that we don't even know about of how these sounds were created. And this is artistry at its best. It is insane. That was my thing about this song is I love that it is very rare to hear the, um, digital drums mixed with actual drums Mm -hmm. and that's going on in this and you've got the actual drums but then you very you have that mid 90s industrial stereotypical you know that Mm -hmm. that nine inch nails cure thing that was going on back then Mm -hmm. and but there's still real drums playing it's fucking and that and and fucking scott's uh delivery of the the she said she'd be my woman it's there's it's a great fucking song right evil 
Yes. <laughs> it's so dark too. Yeah. For for something that dark to be this early in the album is interesting. I have thoughts on that. We'll get to them. Uh, Why wasn't this song on the Crow soundtrack? This would have been a good Crow soundtrack yes. song. Oh, yeah. Perfect, perfect song for that soundtrack. Yeah. Silly gooses. <laughs> silly, silly crows. <laughs> um, What is the next song on this? Still I don't know. No, it's not, you fucking weirdo. You're no, missing that not. one. Interstate Love song. <laughs> Here's oh the God. thing. You just skipped. I didn't it. take any notes on Interstate Love Song because I feel like. <laughs> yeah. So I just skipped over it. Interstate Love Song. That's the next song. Well, we'll skip. Let's talk let's, about it. Nah, let's go to Still Remains. The song that Evil called Rachel's favorite. Hmm. Um, and I think he probably called it Rachel's favorite because it has the very plainly beautiful, poignant line. If you should die before me, ask if you could bring a friend. Mm -hmm. I don't really pay attention to the lyrics, but when Scott mm -hmm. pulled something, he it's fucking rad. Yeah. Um, do you like mm -hmm. the lyrics in this, Rachel? That was one of the things, again, in that article that I'd ran into, because that article was from 95. So it was right after one of the rehab uh one of stints and after tiny music and he had said eric had said man when scott is on he's fucking on and he can pull lyrics out of a hat and he is a musician and he's fantastic but when he's not on man we are not a band and we cannot mm. do this together it makes it so oh, much more difficult but yeah, the the ability to pull out lyrics like this is insane and they're so simple and they're so good and there's not a lot to dig into. But yeah, they're just fabulous. He's he was a real artist. Did Evil like he still remains? Do I like it? Mhm. Mm it I like I like the position of it in the in the order of the songs. It's not my favorite track on the album. <clears throat> I think it's lyrically brilliant. I like that it kind of slows everything down for a little bit. Because four fucking bangers in a row ending with right. like the song and then you got to like you can't just what are you going to do after that? What are you going to do after Interstate Love Song? Seriously, how do you follow that? You have to change yeah. the mood. You have to like change yeah. up. You know, it's like you got to throw a slow pitch uh, to, you just have to. And so I like how it, I like how it contributes to the dynamics of the album. I think it's a good song. It's not my favorite, but I think it's a good sure. song. Good solid song. And lyrically um, brilliant. I find it very interesting you say that about the slowing it down because I have things to say about that later. Um, speaking of slowing it down, right back, we've got Pretty Penny next, mm -hmm. Evil. More experimentation. Yeah. Like, like very different from anything they've done before. I think maybe the closest comparison would be Creep. Maybe, 
Yeah. Um, it, it, it's like the... I can see that. The non-guitar-driven song on the album, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. It it builds tension because the way that like still remains is very kind of like airy and flowy and dreamy. This there's there's tension in Pretty Penny. It's disturbing. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. It's fucking cashmere. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. Yeah. It's it's like it's light, mm-hmm. but it's fucking it's uneasy. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't result like the 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 verses don't resolve They're, They, they, they leave you like, Ooh, where's this going? It. Uh... Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this is the first instance <laughs> that I noticed of, you know, they had said influence. They were influenced by the Beatles mm. mm-hmm. that this kind of feels like the verse, like mm, I could see that. I can hear that a little bit. <laughs> totally. And there's a when lot of, the, I was just going to say the in the chorus when they start making the acoustic sound more like a sitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, yeah, 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 for it's sure. It's off. It's just yeah. off a little bit. It's not, it's like yep. a little mm-hmm. uncanny. Uncanny mm-hmm. is a great word for this song. It's like. Yeah. I read a thing um, saying that the Eric the drummer makes, he doesn't so much want to fill the space when he's playing, <clears throat> but to make room for other stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like all of the instruments, because it's so light and flowy, that they're amazing, don't get me wrong, but they live they leave this space open mm-hmm. for Scott's vocals yep. that make this song like so beautiful and disturbing and I feel like you lovely. love Eric the drummer. <laughs> I do love Eric the drummer. You're speaking frequently of Eric the drummer. That's Eric fine. the drummer is pretty good. Silver Gun, Superman. Yes. Into there. A interesting ending to the song, considering this isn't the last track on the album. The right. ending has a last track feel to me. Mm. Just, just the kind of the, the how it falls the, apart. Off into the fields. Yeah. The thing that it does. They so just kind of go um, off the rails. Huh. Yeah. Well, think about what it goes into, the track that it goes into. It sets up the next track like perfectly. Yeah. Because it doesn't die. It slows things down a little bit. But then Mm -hmm. popping into Vaseline, or sorry, Big Empty. You silly goose. All the singles are the same. (laughs) Going into Big Empty. (laughs) Next. It does. No, it does. Do you think they did that on purpose? I don't, it's hard. God, I don't know how they did so. this in two weeks. I feel like I don't know. five, six, seven still remains pretty penny. Silver gun, Superman, slow it down because it's like the intermission in the album. And then they pop it back mm-hmm. up. Um, I think that's big, definitely on purpose. Into big empty, which so we we established in the last episode a lot of how Stone Temple Pilots was the whipping boy of the mm. uh, of that time. They were the yeah. joke. Yep. They were the yep. ones that all the real artists shat on. But if he, I feel like if you gave a truth serum to the Eddie Vedders and the <laughs> the I don't know Kurt Cobain had died, the Lane Staley's of the world, right. 
I guarantee you the first time they all heard Big Empty, they were like, oh, fucking fuck. shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, my God. 100%. And the fact that Big Empty exists mm-hmm. and people still say that these guys are a fucking... I don't understand it because any of you that are... There's got to be some people listening to this that think Stone Temple Pilots is a fucking joke. How do you Wrong. explain Big Empty? How do you explain that song mm-hmm. coming out in yeah. 1994? Right. I I 100% agree. I because because the Cobains of the world were breaking out their steel guitar to fucking play slide and like <laughs> nobody was doing this shit. No. Oh, it's, yeah. it's fucking blues song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With like an anthemic chorus. Yeah. Let's go to <laughs> Unglued. The next song. We'll come back to um, Big Empty at some point. I have more things to say, but not at this time. Uh, yes. Unglued. I understand. Um, unglued. It, uh, did you guys pay attention to the bass line? It's like a, it's like a bebop mm. bass line. Mm. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. No. I wonder what your least favorite song is on this album. You have no idea. I'm telling you now. <laughs> his bass playing. Smashing I, Pumpkins. I think his bass playing is one of the most underrated things from this era of music. Go on. He, no, it's true. I, I mean, he is. Uh, Robert is one of the best musicians from this time frame. He's one of the best musicians in rock. He, you know what I'm figuring out, Evil? What? And Rachel, you're here. I am. I'm, it's just that we we usually touch on it a lot. I'm finding out in this podcast, we are very big bass player fans. It, it, we end um, up talking yeah. about the bass a lot. Rhythm section makes or breaks a band. And yeah. like I, I think a good drummer can overcome a mediocre bass player. A good bass player can carry a band. Yeah. I'm, and I'm interesting. Oh, let me, let well, me, no, it's true. Me, no, 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 no. You're right. Because Eric's you're told a great from drummer. a very I'm young saying, age. I'm not saying Eric is. No, no, no. A, no. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I'm not but you're taught from a very young age that it's it's not the fucking drummer that drives the beat of the band. No. It is 110% the bass player. It's the bass player. Yeah. yeah. They are Y'all the metronome Come on. of the band. They're like the heartbeat of the band. Mm-hmm. Into army ants. I mean, dude, that intro. When the when the fucking when the whole band just kicks in mm-hmm. after that long pause, after that light, gentle guitar, little mm-hmm. pause. Bam. See, I thought right it was dying face. down right there. And then it no. just yeah. kicked the shit out of me. It punches you in the face. Yeah. yeah. It's like it did punch me in the face. and dreamy and then did you, did either of you catch, I didn't catch it until today. I was on a walk blasting this as loud as I could in my headphones. Um, because I'm, we were told something very cool, uh, last year by Carrie. Carrie was on and she said what she does is she listens to music really quietly. Mm-hmm. And when something sticks out, she goes back and she tries it. Well, I decided to do the opposite. And every time <laughs> I'm listening, I just 
What? I bl- <laughs> I blast something. And I just try to find the little intricacies that I wouldn't have found. And in the choruses for Army Ants, on the one, he is just chunking his fucking guitar as hard as he can. So all you get at every one is this king, king. Oh, you're it, so oh, right. It's like, it's like Slipknot hitting their fucking keg. It's it's fucking mm-hmm. amazing. And I, that that song is so fucking cool, you guys. So part of me thinking that you would like this song was the rawness of it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and it it so one of the one of the greatest things about this album. And we've talked about this a lot is what's missing is and started missing about now was the overproduction and the fact that they did this so fast and there are so many little production fuck ups in it and little, Mm -hmm. you know, airy, like messed up shit. And they were like, no, fuck this. Leave that in. Yep. It makes it so much better. Yes, it does. It really makes the album. Yes. You guys, Mm. you're right. We get it. Uh, um, and then Thank into you. the last song, Kitchen Candy yes. Wearing Bars. Is it the candy or is it the candy? Is it the last song? <laughs> Sorry, too much yeah. pudding. Too much pudding. You know, <laughs> God, I wish we could still title our episodes. Too much pudding. Oh, my God. Is Kitchen Wearing Candy Bars a good ending song, you guys? Yes. Yeah. I feel like it's soft enough, but it doesn't kill the album. Like it doesn't just like die. It gives you just enough energy to like slow things down, but not to kill it. Well, Plus you got the, uh, it, it, it. it like, it's a slow, slow build. Cause it starts very mm-hmm. slow and mild. And then it kind of builds up into a chorus. And then like when like the orchestral part comes in towards the end, it, it, yeah it those strings oh my god it's it's and not not just strings but that fucking cello yes is so for as quickly as they did it it is so perfectly produced like mm-hmm. god damn man it's and then they go into the hidden track which don't you guys miss hidden tracks oh yes that is like a that is a a time capsule into mm-hmm. our youth yeah. because like so people before they didn't have that and people after nope. are not going to have that that's like something very specific to our generation and and like just the technology so kids, of a cd grown-ups had these things called cds <laughs> these yes. little shiny things that we would play music on and you get to the last track and it'd be three minutes and 40 seconds in and it was done. But then you'd look at your thing and it would say eight minutes long. What? <laughs> and then you would get excited because you knew there was a secret track mm, hiding for hidden you. track. And then mm-hmm. Green Day would start singing about masturbation. <laughs> yes, that yeah. happened. Uh, funny story. I used to fall asleep <laughs> listening to music all Masturbating. the time. Masturbating. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know, it was, it was the early 90s. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we were all 12-year-old boys at some point. <laughs> No, I I would fall asleep. Right, Rachel. Fall, right. Even Rachel. Uh, I would fall asleep listening <laughs> to music and, 
you to just go to sleep and then the CD would end and then, you know, whatever. Uh, fucking U2. I think it's, is it Zuropa? It has a hidden track that is like a, this horrible like alarm sound. So I was listening to that and I like <laughs> oh, fell asleep geez. and then it was like, <laughs> I was like, ah, fuck. So fucking fuck uh, the headline too. here is evil listen to you too at some point in his life that's unfortunate that's too bad. we're gonna have to recoup from time. that we'll take a break we'll be right back hashtag me too how that pudding do that's so good highly recommend mm, pudding oh. mm, pudding <laughs> Stone Temple Pudding. Uh, we are back, everybody. Hey, awards. We haven't we haven't done them yet this year, you guys. Um, and unfortunately, the David Crosby Met Award, I don't have notes with me, so I can't really. Son of a bitch! You should have. I should have thought should, of that when you I, said you didn't have notes. I can find notes. one. Want me to find one? Find one real fast. Okay. Uh, you guys look while we're doing the awards, but guys, we yeah. have a new reward this year. As uh, some of you hardcore listeners know, every uh, year we add another award and it is dedicated to somebody that passed away uh, the year prior. And speaking of which, we did not honor Sven Knudsen at the beginning of this. <gasps> the What are we drinking tonight? That's not my- <laughs> <laughs> hopefully you don't notice uh so the uh what are we drinking tonight in honor of sven knudsen cheers Mm. all right so in honor of you know well i think you're going to be able to figure out who we're honoring with this award uh from somebody that passed last year but we're adding we've added a new award hey that's uh three episodes I'm tr- I'm trying to be sloppy drunk in every single episode this year uh, to prove a point to no one but myself. <laughs> the the what's love got to do with it award? Huh? Huh? Mm-hmm. So essentially, the question here is: Do you love or hate this album because of the band? Does it, it, is the band influencing? your decision on whether you love or hate this. You know, if you already loved Stone Temple Pilots when this came out, were you being biased? That sort of thing. Uh, Rachel, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I want to say no, but probably yes. I feel like having core before this and tiny music after this, like I just love the cream of the Oreo of Stone Temple Pilots of those three albums. Like the whole, <laughs> those whole three albums are so good. No, I like, that, that was I, good. I like that. 100% think they influence each other. So I probably I like, like all that. three of them better because I like all three of them. They're like my children. Uh, Except uh, I don't evil, have that many children. <laughs> evil, what are your thoughts? I, I think I like the band more because of the album. And that's just because I lived like this was a very influential and pivotal album in my yeah. musical tastes. So I was a fan. I really liked Stone Temple Pilots. They were like probably. I don't know if I could say in thinking back, I don't know if they were my favorite band when this album came out, but they definitely were after. Yeah. Mm. 
Um, so this is a tough one because of how much I loved Core. Mm. When when Purple came out, I do think there was probably a bit of me that was like, whatever that band came out with, especially at the age that I was at 12 years old, I was going to fucking love it. Yeah. Because I really did. I loved Core so much. And yeah. uh, so it's hard for me to say. And for some, what's really interesting is Purple is obviously the standout for the Stone Temple Pilots, but mm -hmm. I remember loving and listening to Core much more. And I remember the the impact that Tiny Music had on me more. Hmm. Purple's kind of somehow lost in the middle. I don't really know how that happened. Um, so I would say it probably maybe did, but is there anybody here that's denying that purple is not an amazing album? You guys should write in and if there's gotta be somebody out there that thinks purple is their fourth best album. And I want to know why Thunderdome Evil does not Thunderdome. <laughs> Thunderdome. I challenge whoever to <laughs> um, the DMX award, Rach. And I guess yeah. since this is the first one, we will read off what they are. First one of the year, sure. season four, the DMX award. What makes this band or artist unique from their peers? I mean, they're a grunge band from California <laughs> who's not afraid to experiment with different sounds. Not just California. San Diego. San Jose. Mm. Oh. Yeah. San Jose would be a little better, but San Diego <laughs> is very rich. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, to, I kind of said this with meat plow, but this, this flew in the face of everything mm. at that point. Yeah. This was, this was, this was not grunge. This was Zeppelin and fucking, this was mm -hmm. psychedelic and shit. There's so much in yep. there. Yeah, um, evil. I mean, the, the, the is that a question? <laughs> evil. The funny answer is they're in New Jersey, San Diego, California surfer grunge. Um, but yeah, it, right. the, California I mean, surfer grunge. I New, love New that. Jersey, California surfer <laughs> grunge, because the, right. the Leo brothers came from Jersey. Um, Eric and Scott. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, they were they were from uh, Point Place, New Jersey. That's and they moved out like in their late teens, early twenties. I think late teens for Robert, early twenties for Dean. It's pretty old for musicians. Jesus, get it together, guys. And Dean's older. Like he's, he, I think he's the oldest yeah. of the crew by about yep. five years or so. Um, Yikes! But yeah, I mean, when they. Do you remember the Encomium Led Zeppelin tribute sort of album that it was a bunch of artists that did Zeppelin songs back then? The only thing I remember is Stone Temple Pilots doing Cashmere. No, they did Dancing Days. It... Fuck. <laughs> I have been, this whole time I've been studying, because I even said it for Pretty Penny, I said Cashmere. Mm -hmm. I meant Dancing, Dancing Days. Days. Yeah. I have been, I, for I was some like, reason in my head, dancing right, days. I mean dancing I mean, yeah, days. For yeah. some reason, my head made cashmere dancing days. Yeah. Swap that. Reverse it. <laughs> they, okay, go ahead. So the thing down, flip it, and reverse it. I mean... All, Let ass pussy. 
<laughs> Have you guys yep. seen Dumb Money? No. No. Watch Dumb Money. Right, anyway, uh, go ahead, Evil. Well, I mean, all of the like the the grunge era bands, and so many bands get looped into that. Like Pumpkins get looped into grunge just because of the, <laughs> the time frame yeah. that yeah. they. But yeah. all of those bands, because of just how old they were at the time, they were influenced by a lot of the same stuff. A lot of like 70s yeah. rock, right? You know, yep. the, I think the difference between Stone Temple Pilots and the rest is they had a broader base, maybe a little bit. Uh, like they were big fans of Yes. They were, there was like some progressive rock that they were big fans of. Okay. Scott was a fan of the Carpenters. Uh, yes. And... and um, Robert DeLeo was interviewed by uh, Rick Beato and he's like, he's like, Scott was a huge fan of the Carpenters and, he's, and, and Robert was like, I always sort of saw him like later in his career as like a, a, a male version of Karen Carpenter in some of the vocal stuff he did, like Sour Girl that. and stuff like that, you know? I love that. But, and, and, and they were, the DeLeo brothers grew up in a, a family that was hugely musical, like a lot of jazz, like Joe mm-hmm. Beam, like Brazilian yeah like yeah like different yeah i think they just had or were able to pull in a bro- motown like you, you listen to robert's bass playing there's have fucking you, motown have you heard over. the demo version of interstate love song yeah the original that mm-hmm. it, it was basically bossa nova yeah 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 like right could you imagine could you fucking imagine yeah yeah it's so weird where shit comes from so uh, the fact that they were so pigeonholed when core came out as being like a ripoff and being like a one trick pony, I'm like you fucking critics are, you guys need to do Which, your goddamn research. Number one. Yeah. And listen, go to the back music. and listen to the last episode. If you didn't listen to it, because we describe in great detail why that is completely erroneous. Bullshit. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It is. They, I think that just like the music scene, for whatever the music critics, fucking critics, man. For whatever reason, they they had it out for STP and were like, "This is the narrative," and they just copy paste reviews, like they're just yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Ugh. but if you actually listen to the fucking music, there is so much going on. Even in, in core, I think the production maybe hides that more in core the production on this because it is such a just like a quick and dirty almost like live album you yeah it it, you can hear all of the influences um right back to you then the mark lanigan true rock star award so what makes this band or artist or project the people that produced it created it what makes them true rock stars I have three lines. Wylan is a motherfucker. The DeLeo brothers got it. And Kretz brings the bottom. <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, I don't know about that. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Now, when you say motherfucker, is that a bad or a good thing? Uh, but it's the best thing. It's both. Yeah, too. Uh, <laughs> it's both. I I already said it, but this um, or no, Rachel, you started it. Uh, this was, re- this was recorded in twelve days. It was mm-hmm. produced in less than a month. They didn't give a yeah. fuck. Yeah, they're like, yeah. oh, you hear that imperfection right there? Yeah. So it 
Sounds fucking cool. We'll leave yeah. it in. That's yeah, Rockstar. That's Fuck and that's that. Brendan O'Brien. We just did core. Yeah, that's he, he, we didn't even we didn't even fucking we haven't said his name yet. Oh, we will. Oops, we will. Don't worry. <laughs> Rach. Yeah, um, I said heroin because <laughs> I knew that you guys would give real answers. <laughs> heroin was the true rock star. Yeah, what makes them a true rock star? Oh, doing heroin. Okay, I love it. I love it. Um, Overrated, underrated uh, in his time currently. I I think this is pretty... No, 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 no. I take that back. I forgot how mediocre to bad the reviews were for this album. Mm -hmm. Holy fuck. Yep. Yeah, you have to think of the difference between... How we received it and how yes, critics yes. received it. How we as fans received it and loved mm-hmm. it and how critics were like, this is garbage. This is fucking Which is, garbage. I love this. I love when we're we're talking about albums that we were there for. Because a lot of times right. we're talking about this and it's yeah. you know hindsight. And we're like, well, we weren't there. But this one, we were there for. And we, we all there. fucking Very loved there it. Very there for this album. Like, yeah. And then I go back to their views and I see people giving it a dud and two out of five. And I'm like, what in the blue fuck, dude? Yeah. Well, I think this was actually in the in the like the core album cycle, but Rolling Stone in the same fucking like I want I almost said episode in the same issue they like Rolling Stone rated Stone Temple Pilots like worst new band, and the fans rated them one of the best new bands. Like <laughs> how how is a critic can you look at what the fans are saying and then write the exact opposite? It didn't fit. Cuz you're obviously yeah, wrong. It didn't fit whatever narrative for whatever reason. Yeah. yeah. I think I think it was um, underrated at the time. Underrated by, by critics. critics. By critics. Properly rated by. Yeah, fans. we fucking I mean, it's it. sold, it sold what did like, we say? It sold fucking 3 million and 6 million. Three million in, in four yeah. months. Four months. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it did okay. Yeah, it's, all right. It did okay. I think it's, um, influences and influence. Sorry, go well, ahead. Well, currently, I think it is improperly rated currently because it's viewed as a, in quotes, grunge classic. And I'm like, bitches, it ain't a grunge it's album. It's not entirely. <laughs> it was like, it is like the maybe the punctuation to the grunge era. It's like the end sure. of grunge trans trans leading into whatever was next yeah yeah you know i will say this for being a guy that's been on the insta for a few years now and my feed is just vinyl that's all it is it's just vinyl photos uh the lack of the album purple i've seen you're right it's a little disturbing people purple should be up there every other day yes like yes yeah yes uh, a good point. Um, influences and influencees. I did write this because I felt like I had, I do have some hot takes here. Um, so there's the easy one, Zeppelin, which I hear mm-hmm. all over this album. Yeah. Um, I hear a lot of Stevie Ray Vaughan, actually. Okay. Uh, and uh, the guitar and silver gun Superman is straight from Jerry Cantrell, which, mm-hmm. hey, not knocking that. That's awesome. Um, you know what I heard all over this? Sorry, Rachel, to bring up some bad whatevers. I hear in like five songs, I hear Gordon Lightfoot. Yeah. 
I heard it once and I was like, and then I just kept fucking hearing it over and over and over. And, and I looked it up and I don't remember if it was Scott or if it was, so it was Scott. That was a huge Gordon Lightfoot guy. Yep. Yep. So yeah. I Uh, bet he didn't know the real story. I bet he didn't know the story. Well, he should listen to the podcast. He should listen to the podcast. (laughs) Fuck. Um, I also actually had Gordon Lightfoot, so that's whatever. Holy Um, shit, really? Yeah. Uh, Heard a little John Denver, little Emmylou Harris, Johnny Cash, Kiss, Aerosmith, uh, Beatles, Doors, Jethro Tull. There's there's so much that you can pull out of this Mm. that you're like, I I could easily, these men were in love with music because there's so much. This is one of those times where you're mixing all those. Yeah. These men were in love with music. Yeah. They were, there's, there's so many different sounds that they're mixing Mm -hmm. together that are working so well, but it's, it's like they took all of the music that they listened to and just let it like filter through them and become their own. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Evil? Did you hear any other influences? I mean, Zeppelin, obviously, a little bit of Beatles. Like, we we touched on that. Yeah. Uh, it's not, like, prominent, but it is there. Um, they were, yes, they were big yes fans. 70, 70s prog rock. Motown. You can hear that in, in Robert's bass playing. Uh, <laughs> uh, the sky and they stand there. Joe Beam. You can hear, like, the, the like, Brazilian jazz. Jazz. Yeah. Just there's jazz mm-hmm. in there. It's subtle. It's the chord vo- uh, like voicings and yep. little things, little choices that were another band. If you were if you were to listen to a bass line or the guitar progression, it would go exactly where you expect it to. Theirs doesn't. Theirs go. They 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 meander and go places that you don't hear other bands go. Um, and then Bowie, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, how did we get through this and not say Bowie? Yet? Bowie, hey, we might we might have. That's what you got. Um, never mind the Bullocks Award. Is it the band's best album? Is it even close? Evil. It. It is their best. Is it close? No, but I think that's also an answer that's not fair to how good their other albums are. Yeah. Rachel. Same. So I will. I will then I will qualify that because I don't know. I really don't. I, where I and you two part ways is I still don't know what the better album is between core and purple. Mm -hmm. I went through, as we studied Stone Temple Pilots, I struggled when we did the dissection of the whole band, just listening bottom to top, core bottom to top purple and i'm telling you you go song by song on core the fuck like holy fucking shit there is not not only is there not a bad song there's not a just good song on that fucking album um so i i don't know i don't know if purple is the best album it is i think (laughs) (laughs) it is (coughs) Um, I did write down the awards. Thank God. The John Paul Jones mm. award. I will go first because I put nothing, but <clears throat> you know what I want to see 
Hmm. I want to see, and it's never going to happen, but what came into my head is I want a live version of, let's say, not Grammys because that's dumb, but I want a live version of Interstate Love Song. Like mm-hmm. live at whatever. Here's Interstate Love Song featuring Bonnie Raitt. And I just want like a fucking six minute mm. slide solo in there with Bonnie Raitt. I just want Bonnie Raitt soloing fucking slide blues in Interstate you Love Song. You can figure that out. Hmm. You can mix that. I don't want to mix it. I want to see it happen. Mix that. <laughs> you can't see it happen. You could hear it happen. Um, John Paul Jones award evil. Okay. So have you, did you happen to watch or listen to the unplugged version of big empty? I mean, I've not studying for this, okay. but I, I've seen it many times. So it, it came out in 93. So a little bit before th- this album mm-hmm. came out. Um, and I am like 90. You watched it recently, right? I've watched it a for few like times. for this. Yeah. Like I'm, is he, cause I don't remember. Is he using a steel guitar? No. Okay. No. Um, Continue. I just, but I there, there is a second guitar player with the band. Okay. And I, 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 I fucking searched and searched and searched. And I, in my head, I think I remember from back then an interview or somewhere saying it was Brendan O'Brien was, and I can't, it looks like him, but I can't tell. That I think it's sense. him. I am, I was going to say 95% sure, but I'm actually 94% sure that, yep. that it's Brendan <laughs> O'Brien and he plays a little guitar run like the the sort of like the bridge I don't it's not really a solo portion in Big Empty but right before they go into the last chorus where it kind of builds and builds and builds and there's some like that those that those dissonant chords that yeah. uh, Dean plays Brendan O'Brien let's just say it's him plays this fucking little guitar run that resolves that into the chorus so brilliantly that I'm like what if he played guitar with them? What if they had a second guitar player? Yeah. Okay. I love it. Uh, Rachel? Um, I took the lazy but right answer and said no. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, can't add or subtract. <laughs> yeah. Um, John Sorry. Prime Best Lyric Award, Rachel, our resident lyricist. We just skipped over two, bro. I'm, no dude, I'll go back to him. Award. Okay, okay. Uh, best flow. lyric. It's fine. Uh, flies in the Vaseline we are. Son of a bitch. That is, that is the best lyric. Sorry, is there something else? <laughs> it's the imagery of it is mm. great. It's like flies struggling in Vaseline and still being alive. What do you have, Evil? Being stuck. Uh, you said it earlier. It's the, if you should die before me, ask if you can bring a friend. Mm, that's pretty. Yeah, I had flies in the Vaseline. David? That mm-hmm. fucking, that line is iconic. It's perfect. Right. It's not even, it's just, and it's not even, you, you know what pisses me off about lines like that is you know that, that it was a throwaway for him. You know that he was just writing, he's like, oh, flies in the Vaseline, we are. It's like, who thinks of that? And how, like, yeah. like you you have no idea how fucking brilliant that is. Mm-hmm. Like, goddamn fucking 
asshole. And what it always bugged me that they misspelled Vaseline. Yeah. I didn't even notice it. It bugs you? Yeah, because it's, it's like, it's a brand and it's spelled a specific mm-hmm. way and they spell it differently. It's, I don't know if it bugs me. It's like a fly in the Vaseline. <laughs> Should we have the conversation <laughs> now about, about people, which apparently it's both of you. If you know what somebody is saying, why does it fucking bug you that? Because it's, it's wrong, David. Wrong. Because there's a right way and there's a wrong way, and this is wrong. How is fortunate it, for you? Is it a branding thing? Like, did they or did they have to? I don't know. Oh, maybe they had to. Maybe. And and I th- I say that thinking want, of they didn't want to get the uh, they didn't want to get attacked by Big Vass. Well, this <laughs> this that album didn't come out too long after. <laughs> When Green Jello had to change their name to Green Jelly because oh, fucking yeah. Jello. Oh. Speaking of your pudding, the No Dude Seriously Award. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was Maynard. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, Rachel. Jesus Christ. Oh, sorry. No Dude Seriously Award. If you have one song to show yeah. somebody to say this is that album, what is it? <clears throat> Uh, interstate love song. Evil? I mean, there's a couple to choose from, but that's a sufficient answer. I said Vaseline, a- and oh, so good. here's my reasoning. I think it. I I don't want to take away the experience of them listening to Interstate Love Song for the first time. After hearing some of the other music. <laughs> okay, that's fair. So kind of speaking close to that, this is what I said. If I had one song to show somebody to say, like if an alien came down and I was like, they were like, hey, what is rock and roll? Interstate love song might be that. It's it's going to be right. in the running. Right. Right. So yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of beyond the No Dude Seriously Award. Um, The sure. John... Popper best look, Rach. The guitar on Vaseline. Mm, that's a good choice. Mm-hmm, you cannot mm-hmm, get that mm-hmm, out of your head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a really Evil? good choice. Uh, the chorus to Big Empty. Mm. Oh, that's very good. Also good. It, it's it's so huge. It's, it's huge. That's what she said. It's, it's stop it. Okay, man, it's, <laughs> I said what what a big it's chorus huge. that is. The chorus is huge. <laughs> It's a big chorus. I it's came in chorus. and said, wow, what a said, chorus. Wow. wow, what a big chorus. <laughs> I have to go. Itch. <laughs> um, uh, Evil, we have to start with you. What's Ugh. the Eddie Van Halen Award? This is so hard. This is incredibly <laughs> difficult. It could That's be. What she said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could be the slide in Big Empty. It could be that no. solo flutter in Vaseline. Um, but because we haven't even talked about the song yet, I, I'm going to say it is just Interstate Love Song is the Eddie Van <laughs> Halen War. <laughs> Goddamn <laughs> cheater. Uh, I did say the steel guitar in Big Empty. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. Yeah. Uh, Rach? I went a completely different direction than both of you. Uh, right split center in the middle of Silver Gun Superman. Mm. 
There's a guitar solo. Yeah, and it's There's good. There's a very good guitar solo. And it's good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. The Surfer Rosa Award. How's the album structure? Is it B-side mm. heavy? Is it A-side heavy? Do you like how it flows, Evil? I, I, I don't think... I mean, the first four tracks are just bang, 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 and ends, right. and and you get That's... hit over the head with Interstate Love Song. But like I was saying before, then they bring it, they bring it down. I like that they do that. With still remains pretty penny. Silver Gun Superman kind of brings it back up because it's heavier, but it's still like a slow kind of driving guitar right. rift into big empty. So you can't say that the second half is, is flat because that is like the anthemic song on there. Uh, and then unglue it, 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 it ends like on a, it ends like <laughs> with like bangers, like, you know, so I think it's structured brilliantly. Yeah. The, the second half is more complex. Yeah. I would, I would, caution i would want to say that it's top heavy as you were saying just because the first four songs are five star five star five star like insane Mm. um and then it does go down a ways so i would i would if i had to choose i would say top heavy but i do like it's the structure is great Mm -hmm. what do you think rach I agree that it might be a little top heavy having all those bangers just right out of the gate. But I also think that it's, if you're looking at it, a side versus B side, then it's a little top heavy. If you're looking at it as a full album, listening all the way through, I think it's structured perfectly, perfectly, perfectly. I think there's a great intermission in the middle of it. And I think it slows to the right pace at the end Mm -hmm. to where it's letting you down and not throwing you down and not dying. I'm glad it doesn't like, throw you down. Big mm-hmm. empty into unglued into army ants is not slowing down at all. It's like it it like yeah. brings everything back up and then they. I mean, slowing it sure. down compared yeah. to the yeah. top. They're they're not as straightforward um, as those first four songs. Sure. The hard question, Rachel. Time yeah. of your life award. What is the worst <laughs> song on the album? Uh, this was really not an easy one i i said the least good song was i picked unglued they always come unglued yeah girl you crazy i i mean that's what are you gonna do what are you gonna do uh evil i i think yours is mine what is yours if i had to skip a track of the 11 i'm not gonna count the the hidden track Secret yeah. The That's second album. The second album. Yeah. Um, include this number. Maybe I should. It says include this number. Uh, no, but I mean that would be the one. <laughs> if I had, if I were to skip a track, it would be still remains. Even though I like its mm-hmm. placement in the album and I like what it does, I want to get to Big Empty, and so I got, I got to I got to <laughs> skip something. Pick it up. <laughs> and I think pretty. So, Penny is interesting and Silver Gun Superman's great. So that would be the one that I would skip. So I, you know, I, when I said that I was listening to the album and picking out specific little things in every song that just punched me in the face, Still Remains is the only one that doesn't have one. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Great Americana song, mm-hmm. but I, I feel the same way. And I don't know if it's just a victim of the greatness around it, but yeah, sure. it is. It's mine too. And it also does it. It's, I get bringing the album down, but I don't want that. I want mm-hmm. it to just keep like, just don't ever stop, man. Don't ever stop. But, uh, we get to the fun stuff now. What are the three best songs on the album? Rachel. Okay, so my honorable mention. Let's hey, let's ask this first. Uh, are all three of ours the, the same? Yeah. Is Interstate Love Song number one? Yes. Rachel. Almost. So Second. it's not then. Okay, so let's keep. Oh. Let's go then. Uh, Just because they're in a different order. Well, no, I was gonna say. So what I I have four because I thought everybody's gonna be Interstate Love Song, so that one doesn't count. Mm. But. Apparently, Rachel, what are your three favorite songs on the album? Uh, number three, I put Big Empty. Wise choice. Okay. You have an honorable okay. mention, though. I did have an honorable mention. It was Pretty Penny. Ooh. Is, that's a good one. It's, it's a fantastic song. Mix it up. So Pretty Penny, Big Empty. Mm-hmm. Are we, what are we doing here? Oh, am I still going? I didn't know if yeah. we were going to go three, three, three. Nope. Uh, Interstate Love Song, number two, Vaseline, number one. Oh. I, 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 I'm not mad at I it. I knew yours. I knew it was Vaseline. Not mad God at it. You idiots. <sighs> so, yeah, I don't... Evil, you can't say Interstate Love Song. We both... Everybody knows Interstate Love Song's the best, so... Okay. The three other than that, I'll, I'll actually go. Uh, my, my number three is Lounge Fly. Mm. You know why? That song's amazing. My number two is yes. Army Ants. Mm. You know why? Oh. That song's amazing. And my number two, and it wouldn't have been here if it wasn't for this week of just stopping and saying, you know what? If if I hadn't just been around this song forever, I, I kind of forgot how insanely amazing this song is and how perfect it is and it's Big Empty. Mm. Wow. Big Empty is an insane song that gets... It, it doesn't get enough <clears throat> traction because of how much it's been around for mm-hmm. too long. I agree. Uh, Evil, what what are, your, what are your three? I want to know. Ugh. I am having such a hard time picking the third. I think it's Loungefly. Okay. And I don't know if my bias for it is because it's between Vaseline and Interstate Love Song, but it it might be. Um, <laughs> fuck, man. Number two would be Big Empty, but fucking barely. And number okay. one would be Vaseline. There's flies in it. There's flies in that Vaseline. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Interstate Love Song is the hero yeah. of the album. Yeah. Who won the album? Uh, I'll go first. Uh, to me, Rob won the album. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because in in, this, in the time of Sludge Bass, this guy was just fucking funky, rocky, bluesy, wrecking every single fucking song. Uh, <laughs> Rob was... A boss, yes. Rachel. Yes. Who won the album? Um, I said heroin sales, but I also said <laughs> music in that. general. Uh, music in general, because I feel like this gave not just grunge bands, but other bands at the time 
the space to experiment and know that it would be or believe that it could be accepted this stupid simple answer is me because i love it and i i have such a like intertwined history with this band and this album um it was very formative to me i think rock music temporarily won because of this album because it like like you said like kurt had just passed away right just shortly a couple months before two months before so that could have been like the end of the grunge movement right there and and where do you go right i think this album was like a segue into whatever's next and yeah and allowed for yeah, luckily yeah luckily and i'm sure a lot of it was thanks to kurt but luckily a lot of bands decided to come out with a project in 94 yeah. that would carry the torch <laughs> yeah. right oh yeah let's talk about that a little bit um going back to the was this in its time underrated uh or even today, in 2014, Loudwire came out with the 10 best wow. hard rock albums of 1994. And this was number six. Mm-hmm. Number six. Mm. Do you want to hear what they are? Uh, <laughs> yep. Pearl yes, Jam, yeah. Vitalogy 100%. at 10. Uh, Jesus. Bad Religion, Stranger Than Fiction at, at nine. Bush, 16 Stone at eight. Hole, Live sure. Through This okay. at seven. Okay. Then Purple. Five jar of flies. It's an EP, so it doesn't count, right? Mm. <laughs> You're torn on that one. Uh, I'm a, no, I'm okay with it. Four offspring smash. Three super unknown Soundgarden. Uh, two nine inch nails downward spiral, and number one Green Day Dookie. This is my. This is my. Totally didn't realize that Smash came out face in '94. <laughs> Just now that. learning that. <laughs> <laughs> that feels so much later than 94. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't... Oh, I w- my God. I I'm guess not mad. just got to keep them separate. I'm not mad. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. I'm not mad that any of those albums are on their list. I take great umbrage in the fucking order. The order of it is... Mm. Yeah. Dookie at the top. Mm. That's a big load of... Rachel, we're going to start with you, the harshest yeah. of all critics. Rate this album. Okay. Let me preface with, I feel like maybe the perfect album doesn't exist, and I'm being too critical. Okay. Um, let, me, let me ask you something. Yeah. Do you think that in college there should be such thing as a 100 percent paper an a plus if you will in college that seems to be how you judge how you grade if if i am taking a multiple choice test and there are correct answers and there are incorrect answers and i get every answer correct i should get 100 percent because there's a correct answer for music, there's not a correct answer. There's a very good answer, 
And there's a shitty answer. <laughs> but there's not a perfect answer. And so in that way, I think that I really have been grading a little too harshly. Because there is... Wait, well, from what you just said, it sounds like you're just going to give either 10s or 1s. <laughs> the rest of the... <laughs> our our 10 uh, out of yep, 10 wall is going to be way no. too big. <laughs> <laughs> uh I gave it it's it's a 10 out of 10. It's a, it's as perfect as it could Holy get. shit. I told you when I was picking a shitty song I was like I don't I had to listen and listen and listen and listen and listen and be like okay is there something I don't like about this song? Let's try and pick something. All out. right. So, 10 well, out of 10. It's already a 10 out of 10. A little anticlimactic. I blame it on Rachel. That's okay. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you t- you did this to yourself. I guess I'm going to go first after Second. Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> um I was I was going to I was going to make it a little more climactic because I am giving it a 9 out of 10. And the only reason I'm giving it a nine out of 10 is because I do feel like with still remains and unglued, it, it breaks some things apart. Um, In a good way. I'm going to be totally, look, I'm going to be totally honest with you. The only reason that I was doing that is because I knew evil was going to give it a 10 out of 10. So we will move to evil. Why don't you want it to be on the wall? Uh, It's a, it's a hard 10 out of 10 for me. That's what she said. Hard. Hard 10. Hard so, 10. It's one of... Uh, yeah, yeah, here, there were three albums from 94 that are hard 10s for me, and this is one of them. What are the other ones? Here, we'll who's clanking? That. Rachel. <laughs> like... I'm done. Is there it. any part of either of you that might consider... That the reason that we think this is a 10 out of 10 is because there are four, like 15 out of 10 songs on it. Yes. And that it, in actuality, sure. it's it maybe there's like three songs that are mediocre, but no. the fact mm-hmm. that they're just like, they're, they're huddled around these... Listen, Best I'm songs okay. Ever songs? I'm okay with rating an album a ten out of ten if the songs are so fucking good they're off the charts. If those songs go to eleven, then it brings everything up. It brings the it brings eights. the rest of the grades up. Yeah, I like it because there are there are ten out of ten albums where all of the songs are tens. There are songs yeah. in this album on this album that are more than ten out of tens. Agreed. Ten out of ten, That's everybody. Good math. We're putting it on the wall. God damn it. Uh, that's it. We did it. That's purple. We're done with Stone Temple Pilots. First oh, chorus, first.com, at first chorus, first pod. Don't worry. There's lots more to come. This is 1994. There's so much good goddamn music this year. I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, join us next week. Guess who's back? Our dear friend Sven. Sven and I are doing. <laughs> Sven and I are doing our first of three parts this year on the Dave Matthews band. And we are concentrating next week on Dave Matthews himself. Where did he come from? Where did he go? Where did he come from? 
Dave Matthews. Uh, Rachel, God, thanks Joe. for talking about purple with me. Yeah. No, Dave Matthews. Where did he come from? Uh, thanks for inviting where did he me. Go? Where did he come from? Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Evil, thanks for talking about purple. Thank you. We love y'all. Yeah, we good do. Good night. And good luck. <laughs>